Welcome to the How to Be a Minimalist podcast. My name is Katie and I'm your host. Thanks so much for joining us today. I hope that you enjoy all of these episodes. There are more archived in the Patreon. You can find the link to that in the details of this episode. Thanks for being here. This is episode number 118. How to spring clean like a minimalist. Hey there, minimalists. It is definitely feeling very springy in the air, huh, Josiah? Yeah, it is. It's like we've had more good weather than bad around here recently. Yeah. So it's nice. We're definitely coming out of a horrible storm, but yeah, I mean, I feel like we're a broken record on that living up here in the Pacific Northwest. But oh yeah, it feels like they're coming and going, and not just like a constant storm for like a yeah, hundred so days. When, when the sun shines around here, it's like that Portlandia skit where it's like the sun's shining and everyone's just out <laughs> doing everything they can. It's yeah. like in Alaska when the snow's gone, time to get to work. That's you right. know, that's what it's like in the Pacific Northwest when it's sunny, like. People are just wearing no shirts outside. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 65 Guys walking degrees. around with their shirt slung over their shoulder. Totally normal to see around here as soon as the sun's out. Sun's out, gun's out, right? That's right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So, first off, I wanted to say thanks to Emily and Smudge for becoming patrons. I definitely appreciate that. If you want to become a patron, you can find the link to the patreon in the details of this episode it's five bucks a month and you get all the archived episodes plus all of the many patreon exclusive episodes and various patreon exclusive posts i'm also going to be doing a decluttering challenge on there this month and i'm about to post the details on that so head on over if you want to check that out thanks to all the patrons that keep the show going and also thanks for letting me know um, by supporting the show that you want it to continue so for my personal update uh, yeah, like we were talking about the storm, I actually felt like as soon as it was all done, I, I wanted to get outside and take care of some gardening. One of my goals for this year was to garden all year, even though we full-time RV, it is a challenge, but it's something that I've been finding a lot of joy in. I planted, actually, I don't think I told you, but I planted some seeds out there in some of those little containers that we've got. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah. that. I did see, you know, containers of dirt, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, I cleaned those out, which was good. They had some old things that I was wondering if they would make it through the winter. Like some of them did, some of them. What did, did you not. plant? I planted chives, and I also planted a few peppermint seeds. I think hmm. I can't remember what nice. else I planted. I planted things that were good for the cold weather, or things that I could just bring in if it got really cold at night, because we are still having some freezing nights. It was nice. Another thing that I did was I went. To our storage unit, I organize so much of it, which is one of the reasons why we're doing this episode on spring cleaning today. I have a goal to do one home improvement project each week, and I decided that that was going to be my home improvement project for this week. I went there, and I thought it was going to be this whole, I mean, it, it was. It was like very, very messy, but mostly I just had to put things back where they belonged. It wasn't like so much that we had accumulated a whole bunch of stuff that needs to get be gotten rid of again. It was just like... It was all out and yeah, unorganized. Yeah, organized, right? You, and yeah. You, you did it. I went, it was like a completely different place. You did a fantastic job. Thank you. So, actually, it made me, seeing our stuff that we haven't seen in so long, you know, since we sold the house. Yeah, yeah. Moved into the RV. Seeing some of the stuff that, the stuff that we kept that we really love made me feel um, nostalgic. Yeah. And almost, oh, it, 
it's no secret. We kind of want a home now. Yeah. It made me feel like, oh, we got to get a home again. Well, one of the things that I decided to utilize for storage is a sweet bench. It's one of the only furniture pieces that we've kept. And I decided, like, why is it sitting on end instead of sitting upright the way it should be? And I had our kids sort through a bunch of their books. We've got a bunch we're going to donate. And uh, they they put a bunch inside of the bench to use it for storage. And I think at one point in the storage unit, it was being used that way. And then it became not very practical to do it like that. But having that set up in there and having it nice and organized and looking at it nicely <laughs> sitting there was just, oh, it does. It makes me want to I mean, house. do you remember when they were young yeah. sitting on that bench and reading? They used to oh, yeah. put all their books and toys in that bench and they'd sit on read on it. That's one of those things That's that so we will sweet. never get rid of no. you know we we always look at it and think about that it not only is it the cutest bench ever i remember their, when their little legs legs would dangle off yeah. that thing you know yeah it's incredible how good it feels to go through things so that was my progress on my 2022 goals and i i went through before this episode i, I want to throw this out there right now i went through my goals right before we started recording and i was checking some things off and it is not too late it's never too late to set a goal, whether you want to set it as a New Year's resolution or just you want to create a goal. It's such a great thing in life to have that goal. It adds so much meaning and purpose. And especially if you can look at it with respect for yourself and appreciation for yourself, it's it's a really beautiful thing. So I encourage you, if you have not set any goals, set a fun goal. <laughs> like one of my goals also is to, you know, do something with each family member every couple weeks here and we just went on a date it's an awesome goal it's really fun march, so, march is a great time for goal setting it really is it absolutely is you kind of have that itch to do something anyway yeah. kind of coming out of the winter you're ready to go yeah get to it it's awesome so i've been feeling the spring cleaning itch i know you've you've come up with a couple projects like we have a couple of things that needed to be wiped down RV wise. You got to that. Have you been feeling the spring cleaning itch? Or yeah. Do you feel that? Yeah, I do. I do. Okay. Typically, I'm not. Uh, I'd love to say that I don't because I I've, I want to live in a way where I don't have to spring clean, where it's always just everything is always great all the time. Um, yeah. But uh, realistically, you know, there's a lot to do around the spring and there's a lot you can't it, specifically with the RV there is there is stuff to get done. And it's so weird. In the wintertime, you feel like, how can we live like this anymore? I need some more space. I need, uh, I need, because you know, the only place you can be is indoors because it's so horrible right. out there. But then when you open up and it's springtime and the sun is shining, you're like, this is amazing. Let's, we want to hit the road. So now it's time to get all those projects done. We got to make sure the tires are looking good. We got to wax this thing. You know, we got to, you got to, uh, you know, dust it all off, clean it all up, kill any mold that's grown, you know, that kind of thing. And yeah, this week with the weather feeling so great, I've been feeling it. You know, I've been feeling it like, let's, let's wash the cars. Let's, yeah. <laughs> we did. <laughs> let's vacuum everything out. You know? Well, I, I think that it's a very normal thing to want to spring clean, even if you have a very small space coming out of the winter time, you have been keeping those windows and the doors closed a lot, way more than you would in the spring or fall. You, It's even just a good time to kind of freshen the air and open up some windows while you're cleaning. Wipe the walls. It's not like that's something that is necessarily done every day or every week. I know I don't have time to wipe down the entire house 
every weekend. I wish I did, but I would need like two other Katie's in order to accomplish all of that stuff. So I think it's just a good time to take a look around and see what you actually need to get done and freshen up that way as the warmer weather comes, the better weather comes when you're wanting to be outside doing things in the summer, you have the ability to kind of relax about that and enjoy your really clean house. So I I would say it's really important to do a little bit of spring cleaning just to have an idea of what the state of your home is really. It it has to be something deep within us. It has to be something that goes back to the caves. You know, it's got Mm. to be something that goes back to the lifestyle of, I don't know, our ancestors somehow. And it's built in that when you can feel the change, now is the time to organize. And it may come, it may be because instinctively, you know, we know that that cleans up, that clears out disease somehow, Mm. you know, that gets rid of the mustiness of whatever it is, what, you know, your clothes or your, or your home, however they, our ancestors lived, you know, something to do with that urge to organize and freshen up and clean. It it hits everyone. I think so. Every culture (laughs) in humanity feels that. I just find it amazing. And maybe it's like, you know, on a very practical level, I think we feel some of those primitive things because of we living in such a small space. Realistically speaking, there's no way to take our big rug out in the middle of a rainstorm, which is so frequent for like five or six months out of the year. You're not going to go and clean it out. And same with the primitive times, you're not going to, you know, you're facing a blizzard or a storm, things like that all, all winter long. You're not, you're not cleaning all of that stuff out. Imagine all the wood chips. We don't have a garage or a spare room to do any of these things. No. One of the biggest reasons why the storage unit gets out of control in the wintertime is because it is rainy and it is gross and there's no light. So when you go there, it's already dark outside. We don't have ability or I guess I don't think we have the ability to put a light in the storage unit. So you go there, it's raining, it's dark. There's really no way to organize it. So when I saw that sunny day on the radar, I was like, I'm cleaning that thing out, fixing it up. It's good to follow those instincts and just go for it when you can. I know everyone's schedule is a little different and that's something to consider when you're planning your spring cleaning. How much time do you really have to do it? Do you need to spread it out over several weeks? My number one tip or my first tip, I should say, not necessarily the number one tip, is to make a list so that when you do have time, when you find yourself ready to go, but also the weather is good enough to do it, make a list. If you don't, you will not have a clear direction of where you're going with your house and you'll just be a lot less efficient and you Mm. won't know when to take those opportunities. I knew I wanted to work on the storage unit. I knew that was going to be one of my goals for my home improvement projects for this year. And I knew that it had to be done on a sunny day. Yeah. I I would say a list probably um, should have started months before yeah probably. you know it came up because i know you, you'll think of things that need to get done oh, we need to have this done and this done and this done and we all have you know technology at our fingertips we all have phones make just put the list in there title it spring cleaning mm-hmm. and like when you come up with something in january it's like oh we need to get this done before summertime just put it in there and then you can refer back to it i'm such a victim of my own laziness on this because it'll come time when i'm like feeling that itch and I just do what's in front of me. But mm. in the back of my head, I'm thinking, I know I thought of all these things I needed to do, but right now I can't think of any of them. What are they? You know, know and if I would have just all the time. organized myself in a list, it would have been much better. I think that's something that I fall into a little bit. And it's something that 
bothers me. I know the things in the house that I want to accomplish and like the storage unit has been something I've been wanting to work on for months. So that's, that was very prominent, but that train really is loud back there. It really is. (laughs) Trying to interrupt you. (laughs) We, 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 our campground is kind of near train tracks. We like it, but sometimes they decide to honk more than others. So sorry. Yeah. As I was saying, if you have that list, you can also delegate some of those things to other people. Like I am going to be making sure that I've, I've looked around my house with a critical eye. I have a few more things to add to the list, but I was looking at some cabinets and realized, you know, I can just tell the kids to grab a rag and wipe those down. Like, why can't they help with spring cleaning this week? You know, I, I just it just occurred to me, too, that a list um, is easier on your loved ones. I mean, if you're living by yourself, it's one thing. Make a list. Yeah. But when you're living with others, oftentimes we just announce aloud what needs to get done and in my wife's experience that just leads to pre- that leads to your spouse or loved ones thinking they're telling me that I just need to do this <laughs> you yes. know now when really all we're trying to do is say uh, you know express out loud this needs to get done so someone else remembers it other than it being in my head and it just disappears so mm-hmm. make that list and and share it and talk about it that way you know everybody knows like okay these are the things that we need to get accomplished before summer or before you know, the week, spring break or whatever the trip is that you're going to take or or this the end of the month. Absolutely. I, th- I think you have to do the list and create that with a very critical eye of your home. And I, I feel like anyone should be able to add to the list probably. But having a really critical eye is very important because if you don't have that critical eye, you're not going to see all the little nitty gritty things. And if you don't write them down, you're going to forget them. But once you have that list, you can absolutely ask your loved ones or maybe on Saturdays or your day off, everyone grab something off the list that they want to do. You can make it kind of like fun even. Not that it's fun to spring clean, but if you give your loved ones options, Mm. especially kids, pick something off the list that you would like to do. What's the least offensive thing on here for you? It, I think, will lead to a cleaner house for sure, but everyone will be a little bit more ready to participate. More likely. Spring cleaning isn't necessarily all about cleaning either. It's about taking care of your home mm-hmm. in a way that it should be taken care of. I mean, we've been having discussions lately and I, I feel like your home is a reflection of you. How your home is organized and arranged on the inside kind of is how you function on the inside. Mm. It's a mirror of you or how your family functions. And if you function well, then you're not going, you're going to take care of the little things that are bothering you. I very often overlook little things and just live with them when I could easily take care of them, which is very similar to how I am as a person, how I live. I just bat away details and get to the main stuff and forget about the little things that I should be taking care of often. You know, I just, I feel like, you know, if you're working together, you don't need to tolerate little problems in your home. Put it on the list. And in some instances, it may take you just five minutes to take care of and it'll make your life so much better and it'll be an actual reflection of how you function as a person. Case in point, how many years have we lived with the dome light in our car <laughs> broken? And and by broken, I mean the bulb burnt out and yeah. just needed to be replaced. How many years? Oh, 11. 11 years? 10, 11 yeah. years? Actually, I, maybe 12. I just replaced it. You know how long it took me to replace it? I mean, it was 10 minutes. It's like we have a new car now. <laughs> <laughs> it was ridiculous to let that be. Yeah. 
And that should have been on our list. It should have been just a little thing on the list and taken care of, you know, yeah, 11 years ago. And if you look through your home with a discerning eye, like you're talking about, you'll see a lot of stuff like that, that, that you should have taken care of very simply. Yeah. I think it, when spring cleaning came around. And I think you said something really interesting back there about it being a reflection of who you are. I would say don't make the list with shame, though, because I think we, we were talking about this last night and I'll try to sum it up really quickly. We were on a walk and I was just kind of spouting stuff, I guess. But something that has occurred to me a long time ago is that I actually feel like the way we are truly the way our, like we are like deep in our soul sort of a situation is our best behavior. I don't think it's our worst behavior. I don't think that's who we really, really are. No, that's who we are when we're hangry or tired. We're worn out. We're stressed out. We're worried about money, whatever. And that's when those bad moments come along. And that's when we, generally speaking, misbehave. But who we really are is the nice person that will pick up something for someone that dropped something or whatever. Like it, the, the kind conversations, the fun, happy, spontaneous, all those good things, I think is who we truly are. So make your house, if it is a reflection of who you are, which I or how you function, which I think it is, make it that way so that it can be the reflection of who you really are. Don't look at your house and be like, yeah, my house is gross because I'm gross. Don't look at it like that. Look at it like, I'm awesome and I want my house to be awesome. So I'm going to clean it up and I'm going to declutter and I'm going to get rid of stuff and my house is going to be beautiful and it's going to be peaceful and it's going to be me. And I think that, I, I hope I'm not like turning around what you're saying because I'm not trying to, but I, I guess I just felt like going deep for a moment. There. That was excellent. Okay. I was good. enthralled. Okay. Oh, continue. okay. Good. good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you were enthralled. <laughs> Hopefully the audience is too. Anyway. And by the way, to you all, thank you for just putting up with my little moments where I have to go take it to another level just because that's where my brain goes sometimes. And I know that it's really, really annoying sometimes. No, but they're listening to me because sometimes. they like that, dear. Uh, well, maybe. <laughs> All right. The next step I would say is to make a clear plan for the stuff that you don't want anymore. It will pop up. You will find things that you do not want and you're going to not necessarily know what's going to come up because when you spring clean, it's, oh man, you're opening every cupboard, generally speaking, and you're looking in all of the boxes, all the drawers. So make a plan beforehand of what am I going to do with the stuff that I don't want anymore. It's really difficult to donate when we live in an RV. And oh, we have very different tolerance levels of having things that we don't want around, Josiah and I do. And so if depending on how you are, like I think for Josiah, it's actually painful to have things around that are visually unappealing like it, it is that a decent way of explaining Absolutely. it i was telling you yesterday when i used to um babysit as a young kid and i'm talking like 12 years old um i would just clean that's the first thing that i did i mm -hmm. spent an hour cleaning doing dishes making everything clean in whoever's house i was in because i just couldn't i couldn't have fun with the kids yeah. i'm babysitting until Everything is clean. And then the entire time I was there, everything was always clean all the time. But I just can't survive my my anxiety unless no. it's clean. And what's interesting, you're not you're not a jerk about it. Like I know some people get really aggressive or defensive or very loud at expressing their frustration with it. You just like wander around the house and then like 
there's like this frenzy where you have to like clean stuff up. It's it's really really interesting to annoying. watch. <laughs> no, it's not annoying. <laughs> but I knowing it now. you're you're right about the but, knowing what you're gonna do with stuff. You know, having yeah. a plan. That's good. I like that. Well, know your tolerance level so that you can get in there and get the stuff out. For me, what works best is I have a bag and I I have a specific place that I like to donate to because they give me credit at the store. And so I'm able to get other things that we need on like a really big discount. So I try to donate there. So I always have a running bag. I know what kind of donations they accept and all that sort of thing. I know what things, you know, I don't want to donate something that's totally tattered or anything like that. So some things just need to be discarded, but I have a plan when I'm going to donate things and I keep it in the back of the car because that is the most functional thing for us. And it's out of the home. It can't be sitting. I can't have a donation box sitting around in the house in the RV. It's way too small for that. So in the back of the car is where we usually keep our stuff. And then when it's ready to go, I just take it. And it also helps Josiah. He doesn't have to look at it. I also take advantage of our laundry room here at the RV park because they have a tiny library and also people will leave things in there. Like I've left detergents that had a scent that was too strong for my family and I just put free on there or I've donated clothes and puzzles, homeschool books, drawing books, all kinds of things. And a place like that is a really good kind of community system. You can leave things that are nice that other people will enjoy. And then you're also, it's it's like easy. Like it's very simple for me to just drop those things off in there. And they always disappear. And if they didn't, if I noticed they stayed around for a long time, then I would go donate them somewhere else. But they, they're always gone. So it's easy. Have that plan so that you know exactly what you're going to do with your stuff. That way it's not a problem for you. And it doesn't end up cluttering up your home that you're trying to spring clean. You got to have a plan. <laughs> well, I, I am a, not a, I'm not a donator. I'll say it out. I'll say it now. Not because I don't believe in donating, but I'm just bad at it because it's just the extra hassle of taking things places. And it's been a small source of contention (laughs) in our marriage at times. Um, But I would say this. Most hoarders, it hurts them to throw things away. Can we agree on that? It's painful to throw things away. Yeah. I feel nothing when I throw things away. They, They feel something. And so if you're on that side of the spectrum, then you probably are more of a donator. And you, and when you hear people throwing things away, it bothers you. Okay, I get that. Yeah. So if your spouse is one of those people who's like a chucker and you're a donator, I think that the, the problem that most people have with donating is the donations never actually get done. You know, and when you talk to the hoarders... They're like, well, I was going to use this to do this for my sister, or I was going to give this to this people, but they never actually do it. And so there's there's the fear. The chuckers are fearing, like, yeah, you say this, but I watched this sit around a long time, and every second that it's in my life, it's still bothering me. So unless you're going to donate this right now, I'd rather just throw it away. And uh, <laughs> so I know that's, that's the chuckers being intolerant, but if you're the donator, a good little tip is get that donation done. Let's do it. Let's get on the ball before it fills up the entire back of the car, you know, or or the entire garage full of things to donate. I think that the thing that's helped us is 
that when you take donations for us, you do it right away, which is awesome. I think the thing that's removed the contention from our, from our marriage, because I am totally like, no, someone will use that. Like we've even made, made bets before, which is hilarious. We, you said, Oh, that no one's going to take that. I've left it on the sidewalk and you know, it's hilarious because it's gone in a half an hour. <laughs> um, so. I've decided I've taken it on myself that this is something that's important to me. And so I just take the stuff. I'm like, no, if you have something that you don't want anymore, just give it to me. I will donate it. And I take care of it. And I don't mind. And I, I think it's better for you. And it's in the back of the, my car. I've gotten so much better. Just like I take stuff right away as well, as soon as I go into town. So it just makes so much more sense and it, it works for us. So I think that that's something also that you have to be honest with yourself about. How do you function? How can you make it work if you have a significant other or if you have other housemates or kids or whatever? What can you do to make it work so that you are doing what you know you feel is best for you and what works for you and all of that, but also being aware of how others feel in your family? My third tip today is to keep the cleaning products simple. During your time of spring cleaning, you should have probably a few things ready in an area like uh, rags for wiping things down, cleaning up walls, the trim, things like that. Also have an all-purpose cleaner that you can use for anything that you want to. I, I personally, I guess that's why it's called an all-purpose cleaner. Ah, uh, sorry. Funny moment there. I make my own. I basically use four ounces. I think it's like a 20 ounce bottle, but I use four ounces of vinegar. I put in a few drops of lemon essential oil or something like that. I know some people just put lemon peels in there and then I fill the rest of it up with one tablespoon of dish soap and water. It works so well. If you need to add a little baking soda to your surface to clean it up a little better, that works great. I use that for everything like seriously everything. But the nice thing about having your cleaning products simple and ready to go is that again, when you have that time to actually clean up, you don't have to go digging around. You already have your all-purpose cleaner either purchased or made if you make your own. It's best just to make sure everything is prepped so that you are ready to actually get to work. My fourth tip is as far as actual cleaning goes, this is my method. So first you sort through the trash, anything that's just garbage that needs to be gotten rid of. Maybe you have boxes that you've emptied out and you need to recycle the cardboard, things like that, that are just not going to stay around. Get rid of that stuff first. It's best to get rid of that kind of thing because it's easy. Well, it's the easiest stuff to get rid of anyway. It doesn't really require much thought. So get rid of things that you do not need anymore. Then you get to any donations that you might be wanting and also put away the, maybe you use seasonal decor. Maybe you have stuff that you use in the springtime that you are going to pull out and you want to get your winter stuff put away. There are all kinds of different things like that, but sort through your things and just start pulling stuff out off of the bookshelves, out of the drawers that you're going to be wiping out and all that sort of thing. So get your stuff kind of pulled out and then wipe things down. So then you'll be cleaning out the drawers with a damp cloth or whatever cleaning product works best for you. Wipe down the walls, wipe down the furniture that you're going to be wiping down. Take care of all of that cleaning type stuff. And then finally reorganize and put back all of the things that you want or put up the new seasonal decor. If you work piece by piece so or room by room and clean out like one cabinet or one closet shelf at a time but in this order it works very very well yeah i like the room by room thing works well for me 
Well, I think if you just wander around doing stuff, it feels like you're never done. And that's the thing that bothers me about it. It's like, no, move one room or one piece at a time. Then you have the satisfaction of looking at that thing that you sorted out all the way and it's just done. It's very nice. My last tip is don't forget the garage, the attic, the basement, whatever. See what you can do about those places and keep those in good order too. Because sometimes those places get neglected and they become way less functional than they should be. Those should be areas that you can really utilize to make your home a nicer place. And a lot of people forget that, but if we spring clean those areas as well, it makes them functional and ready to go in the summertime when it's more likely that you'll want to be in those areas using them or storing things in them or whatever. My minimalist challenge today is to take a look around your house and make the list either on your phone or an actual physical list. Even if you have a rented room, if your space is that small, you probably have some cobwebs around that you can clean. And I think that if you get that list made, you'll see how much you can do. And it really doesn't take that much time, but you'll feel so much better for having it done. All right. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. Thank you so much for being here. Remember, it's all about the experiences, not the stuff. And we'll see you next time.